tonight on the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. I know you all want to talk about Cody Rose torn pectoral muscle. Yeah, yeah, we, we want we want to talk about that too. And then a new championship was announced. But the, the world on the streets is that's not the one everybody wanted. Yikes. We'll talk about <laughs> that. Um, and and other stuff going on in pro wrestling this week. So let's start tonight's episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Be back in a quick second. another thursday and it's time for another episode of the big gold belt wrestling podcast i am hosting it tonight not jerry alongside of damien and jamal the three-man band crew today how y'all doing Uh i'm I'm just one man i'm drew mcintyre i'm drew mcintyre dibs on jim no i'll I'll be uh heath it's fine i'll be Heath. (laughs) i mean you got kids <laughs> that makes you ginger, man. It's so cool. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some WWE stuff. I mean, all things wrestling. Y'all know what it is. Uh, but we're definitely gonna start off uh, by talking about Cody Rhodes um, and his torn pectoral muscle. So, first off, there was a rumor uh, going into Hell in the Cell that he might have been injured, and along with that came speculation as to well the obvious how would they handle a match of that demand that is on a main for uh, that was the main event against seth rollins you know that was a feud that's been brewing up since cody's return you know um and this will be it their epic conclusion at least we thought um but if he's injured then what and there's a, there's a lot of things to make with that you know the legitimacy of the injury because that's what everybody likes to question him for whatever reason um and all the speculation around that um but ultimately there was other kind of commentary going around like well if he doesn't wrestle and he's injured then what about all this momentum he's built you know what does that mean and and beyond hell in the cell everybody's already future booking him way down the line so like you know in a perfect storm you know you want to keep things going um but um the big thing is that he wrestled the match. And sure enough, once he pulled off his jacket, his his his, his uh interest jacket, it was uh yeah, it's exactly what had one was suspecting. A lot of red, a lot of bruising, definitely a legit injury. It's a torn pectoral muscle. I think the recovery for that is what six, six months? months? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but he, re- he he wrestled the match. Uh, I know Jamal didn't watch it. I did. Damien, nope. did you? I did. Right. This thoughts about the match first. Well, the match itself was. I want to say it was carefully executed, all things considered. But I think the little idiosyncratics of Cody, you know, with the pedigree and you know the multiple crossroads and just. Yeah. Seth coming out with the polka dot, <laughs> the polka dot gear inspired by Dusty Rhodes. I thought the match was well put together, but mm-hmm. considering that this was supposed to be a blood feud and there were <laughs> limitations that they could possibly get away with, uh, I thought they did a hell of a job, uh, all things considered. Seth Rollins, you know, Cody's tough and all, but Seth Rollins deserves a, a modicum of applause and just all of our flowers because. He's basically wrestling against the one-armed man while still trying to take care of his opponent while hoping his opponent doesn't hurt him. So just goes to show the level of professionalism of Seth Rollins, you know, love him or hate him as a character. But as a in-ring worker, I think the both of them just put together as good of a match that told a good story 
being that they had pretty much one of the best, I want to say, trifectas that we've seen in a long time where it was a 3-0 sweep, like it was the first round of the old NBA uh, playoffs, but still well executed, still well done. The spots were great. Uh, I, I thought they did well. Yeah, I, I I definitely echo a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of praise for Cody Rose, you know, taking a match, coming out there, doing what he has to do. But at the same time, too, is you know, the dance partner also should get the same amount of uh, respect and 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 uh, praise for uh, their work in it. And yeah, they worked a hell of a match. Uh, you know, it it, it 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 was all eyes was on the match. All eyes was definitely on Cody's arm. Um, but yeah, I, I at no point did I ever feel like, you know, there wasn't two professionals out there. And that brings me to the next question is us as fans. It, it, is it our right to have such a strong base commentary about two professionals out there doing things in terms of judging WWE, in terms of judging Cody, in terms of judging the presidents that this is setting? Is this our is is that our position is that is that a respectable position for fans to have because i quickly say it it's odd because when daniel bryan came back it was sort of the same thing and i remember preaching like science is better you know i remember my my one of my biggest breakthroughs in terms of how good science was was i remember um back in our local independent days uh christy james tore acl and she came back yep. in like what six months and we was just like six months what <laughs> um no way and she was completely healed and wrestled and she's been fine since then and i you know back in the old school nba and nfl days well you tore acl that's a wrap see you maybe next season but definitely done this season and you'll at some point next season you may return so you know, science and medicine's got better. Uh, you know, we've seen examples with Kobe Bryant. We've seen examples with Peyton Manning with the stem cell surgery. So, Danny Bryant coming back, I say, hey, he's a professional. I'm going with the science on this one here. I'm going to let him do what he has to do and wrestle the way he has to wrestle. Same thing with Cody Rose here. I, I know visually it doesn't look good, but he's out there. So, I'm going to I'm gonna respect his decision, and I'm going to critique this match for wrestling itself, not as a medical profession, not as whatever type of loyal representation that folks are trying to have here and all that other stuff. But yeah, to 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 start off with you, Jamal. Sort of what's your what's your stance on all of this? Um, as far as Cody going out there with basically one arm, um, yes. I think it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, you go, damn, how brave is that? Uh, for him to go out there. Hell, even after the show, he said, like, you guys paid your money. You guys pay to see here and I felt that I could do it so I did it and nobody made me do it. On the other hand, why? Like, is it, is it worth it for him to do that? Is it worth it for, I mean, yeah, maybe his pectoral muscle that's been torn clean off the bone isn't gonna get any better. You know, the, like the worst that could have happened already happened, so why not go out there? But then how does it look for Rollins? He can't beat Cody Rhodes with with one no arm. um with one arm yeah i mean that you know cody is basically sweating strawberry jam out of the uh right side of his left side of his body and and robin still took an l they should never face each other again this year um so yeah you could you could argue that it's brave you could argue that it's silly um and 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 obviously you know you can't just postpone it because cody's not going to be back this year um it's already june it's a six month you know rehab so at the earliest hopefully we'll see him by royal rumble um so i, I don't you know obviously the show must go on they worked the match that they could work uh, given the limitations that they were suddenly facing and i and i gotta tip my hat to them um but on the other hand <laughs> i'm not sure what worse could have happened but but the um Bottom line is that it's so it it all's well as in ends well, I guess. Yeah, I, I just want to to piggyback off of one thing you said. Um, you're looking at it from a wrestling standpoint. You think that by going with this decision, it sort of the integrity of the story has an asterisk next to it now, right? You know, yes. 
while while Cody looks strong, and while you can have a person win and go over, and and the, and the you know the opponent still looks strong, the implications of this is much different. You know, this is one of the uh, Usain Bolt's you know uh, four hundred uh, dashes, and he's looking back at that at the second person. He's just like, okay, well. <laughs> thanks for coming but like you clearly wasn't in the same league here so now you're saying like a person out here lost to a person that clearly had one arm it's a big deal you know when you look at it like that but go ahead Damien well I think that's that's how you get around this in terms of just spinning this with Rollins let's say down the road is, is saying someone maybe even they revisit the KO feud and like, you lost to a one-armed man. How dare you? Because you know how they're doing with Becky Lynch, that downward spiral? Yeah. You know, maybe this could be a downward spiral for Rollins unless he wins money in the bank. And then we forget all about it because he's back to being the sniveling, conniving heel. So it doesn't really matter unless until Cody comes back and then, you know, Cody can be like, I beat you three straight times. I beat you at one arm. You're not a champion. Let's just say. Uh, in terms of just the match itself, like we were talking about the match itself, I take this away from WWE and put this strictly as like a kudos to the workers. Um, it's not going to make me want to watch WWE any more or any less than I already was. But it, it tips my cap as someone who's a fan of, you know, we always praise athletes who play hurt. In hockey, football, baseball, basketball, they were comparing on social media uh, Cody's torn peck to the bloody sock from Kurt Schilling, right? Oh, so we're all, yeah. So we're always praising athletes <laughs> that tough it out for the good of the cause. And that's just Cody Rhodes toughing it out for the good of the cause, you know, like third match back in, on pay per view or premium live event. And he wasn't going to miss it. So good on him for, you know, giving the fans a blow off to this feud and good on Rollins for saying, Hey man, I trust trust me to take care of you, and I trust you to take care of me, and let's let's give the people what they want, which is a good match. So, yeah. all in all, I give them credit. WWE, honestly, I would have pulled Cody if I was WWE, but I don't run I don't run the multi million dollar company because we've seen them write off people for less. <laughs> Remember when Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber, and they wrote him off with the plexiglass. You know, you got to get carried out. So yeah. they could have pulled him, but they chose not to because he's their high profile investment. Yeah. But we'll see what happens from here on in. Yeah. Um, that's, that's good arguments here. I, I think for me, honestly, watching it, I was just, you know, obviously just kudos to the workers doing what they do. Um, the, the dramatics of it is right down Cody's lane. It's worked yep. towards his character. I think it works towards his personality too. You know, he gets to be the ultimate baby face in this, not with, not only with just his story and booking, but now with this supreme injury angle that like is a legitimate an- uh, injury that, yeah, you read a little bit of Twitter afterwards and he gets exactly everything he wanted in AEW. Folks are like, he's legendary. You know, you're, you're making comparison to Kurt Schilling, but yeah, obviously Kurt Angle comparisons as well, too. You know, like, he's, he's getting his flowers. And I mean, like, something that he that's been really important to him. And, um, you know, if, if this is what it took, then, you know, it's unfortunate. But, hey, I, I, I still give him his props for going out there and doing it because um, that, that, I mean, it's still one hell of a job. I did hear another bit of commentary saying, well, the injury couldn't get any worse. I don't know mm. enough to know that's to be true. You all have any comments on that? Well, yeah, I said that. I mean, like he tore the pectoral muscle off the bone. And if you How's don't know, it's going to get worse. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, it's basically, you know, this it's your shoulder and your pectoral muscles here um, mm-hmm. over your, your breastplate, basically. And it's the muscles that hold your arm and those ligaments into place so that you can, uh, you know, move your shoulder around. And yeah. basically, it's uh, he tore that off the bone. So that's why he had a lot of bruising, uh, because all of that blood that rushes rushes through your muscles are now right. just splattered, spilled milk all over the place. Right. And you're, you know, you're the largest organ you have is your skin. So it's going to see yeah. it's going to go everywhere instead of where it needs to be because it's ripped off the bone. Uh, no right. different than Triple H. Uh, when he That's tore, how I was, I was gonna like, you know, both his quads off the bone, Vince did the same thing 
yeah. uh, trying to get into the ring too. So um, freak accident shit happens, and he'll get back better. Now the real deal is is that the comeback is going to be greater than any of this because now Cody gets to come back. If you thought the Cody Christ was a problem before in AEW, listen, book book it right now, January nineteenth. Book Cody to come back. You know what's in it? Just look it up. It's two reasons why this makes sense now. Number 30 in the Royal Rumble. You heard it here first. <laughs> we also celebrate a very important holiday in black history on January oh, 19th. No. <laughs> June, yeah. On June 19th. No, no, no. no January no, no. 19th. Um, well, the, it's not necessarily the 19th, but it is the third Monday in January. Yes. Yes. Third Monday in January. <laughs> yes. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. This was the first year I was like, wait, it's not actually on the 19th. But yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, so Cody, still I rise Rhodes, uh, will come back. <laughs> like the day and, then of the Phoenix. Royal, and then the Royal Rumble's the next, the next, it should be that next week. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Book it. And yeah. if he comes out with a dashiki, I'm buying whatever merch they sell. Yeah. I, so, I mean, Cody needs to come out with Apollo Crews, with Kofi Kingston. We need to hold Cody's leading the nation of domination. Don't think he's not. Oh, but the bottom no. line is, is that Cody Luther King still I rise. Uh, <laughs> he has seen the mountaintop and he knows the path of salvation is through the WWE championship. I don't think he ain't coming for. So I, I am uh, me. Uh, we it's it's going to be a march, um, you know, a million man march to wherever the Royal Rumble's held. Oh, and no. we shall overcome. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. So no, to my question, like I understand the muscle of uh, a pack, but I, I didn't know enough to say you the injury can't be any worse. Now, well, that injury that, can't be worse, but well, that injury can't be worse. But he still could be hurt or something else in some capacity. But that's still. Yeah. But but I'm thinking like, does that still make him a liability of injuring something else because he's not able to support? Uh, not not to Seth, but be able to support that arm and that muscle in a way that he will accustom to being. You well, know, well, well, the question is, uh, I guess your question is, is there any long-term damage that he can face? Any type, well, as far as like nerves and stuff like that, right. you know, is is it, will it affect like motor skills and all that stuff? Right, um, right. You know, right. Yep. The, the, the long and short of it is, is that his, he doesn't just have a flat tire. The tire came off the rim. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well, yes. So, okay. So, I mean, good analogy. Here. That's so, where we. That's where he was. You're not so, going to get any worse than the than the tire coming off the rim. It can still be flat, but this yeah. thing can completely off. You got a whole different problem right at that point. Right, but to see the rim, you can ride on that rim, get nowhere, spark it up. That rim is bent, and then that's that's it. And it's a chain but I'm saying, reaction. But, I'm, but, but, but I'm saying, like yeah. for the initial problem of a flat tire, it's yeah. not going to get any worse than the tire blowing off the rim. Yeah, it's a different problem if you have the rim is gone, um, and yeah. that's what he did. He basically rode on the rim for twenty minutes, um, <laughs> you know, cutting all all kinds of concrete, <clears throat> and, um, and and again, kudos to Rollins for helping him through that because, you know, I don't know too many people that would be up to that challenge of putting on a compelling match. Number one, and number two, protecting their, uh, everybody's interest. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, just the nature of the match being what it is. <clears throat> I think it would be a better heel move if Rollins just beat the shit out of Cody. Like, yeah. I mean, Rollins is this goofy chicken shit heel. And I think that would have sent him if, if Cody, I, mean, I don't see how Cody doesn't leave on a stretcher. Right. But see, they did that same thing on Monday night raw. And what I'm starting to notice a lot about WWE is that they are trying to make storytelling on these pay-per-views, almost a two night thing. Hey, you lost last night, but you'll win the next night, or vice versa, or whatever the circumstances are. They kind of do this seesaw technique of giving you one thing for the pay-per-view for whatever's best for the in-house crowd, and then the ultimate payoff resolution or or or, or flippage of something the oh, next yeah. day on Raw. So you know, I mean, the WrestleMania right. is better than WrestleMania sometimes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So. But um, yeah, folks, let us know your thoughts about Cody uh, being the workhorse of that match, as you all are calling it. I definitely give him his props for going out there doing it. Good match, uh, good conclusion for the pay per view, um, and and everybody's happy. That's that's the biggest thing. The workers are happy. Um, I don't know about this whole commentary because we didn't talk about it. So I guess I'll just quickly bring it up. 
this commentary of saying, well, you let him work hurt. What about others type of thing? I, again, I do not think this is, but, I don't think again, this is I like mean, a virus being hurt though. I mean, uh, he, you know, that he had an issue that is a non-life threatening issue. Now it'd be different if he had heart murmurs, you know, that, or, that's concussion. That you, or concussion. Like that's something that you yeah. can't see that is very real and you want to be safer than sorry. He tore a muscle. That's something yeah, who, very apparent. Okay. And who and who recently had like an eye injury of some sort where they was talking about the uh retina uh like being detached or something like that. I forgot oh, who it Jesus was detached. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Could could be something else for something, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, very yeah. true, very true. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, who's that UFC guy that's like famous for like breaking shatter in his uh uh tibia? Um, like a complete compound Anderson fracture. Silva. Yeah, Anderson sure. Silver, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's a thing. Like that's a thing that was that's apparent. That's very real. You see that. You also see that once that flap of you know what used to be his tibia now looks like hot hamburger meat. It's it's a wrap after that. Yeah, you're not coming also. back from that. That's a that's a very apparent thing. Yeah. I mean, if he tore his quad, or if he you know tore his Achilles, or if he ruptured a hamstring, or if he whatever, you know that's he's going to lose that match. You know because UFC. But but the idea is like, can he finish? Yeah. So, and obviously, with wrestling being different, the answer is yeah, probably. So, so although you disagree, and then Damien, do you think they made the right call on the booking? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Just get you this know, Cody should die. Cody should have died for our <laughs> sins. Um, <laughs> we should have a picture of all, all the black families in the South should have a picture of of Cody, Obama, JFK. <laughs> um, <laughs> JFK. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know JFK. I mean, he's voted right side. So Cody Obama, JFK, um, and Megger Ever is playing like you know spades at, at the table, a tongue or something. Um, yeah, yeah, right. that's that's what's going to happen. And Listen, then you got Brandy and Jackie O serving like biscuits. Oh um, no! <laughs> hey, I'm going to Florida Avenue uh, in DC tomorrow. I'm going. I'm, I'm getting me my Cody Rose shirt, uh, the, yeah. the Hot Boys, uh, four hundred degrees one. Like, yeah, give, oh, give me that right like, there. Like somebody call Master P. Yeah, um, I you know and get that the, oh, the on the tape, Cody on the tape, Cody on the tape, Chopper <laughs> City, uh, mixtape. Oh no, uh. yeah, hey. exactly. Oh man, I mean, the, oh. the real is why isn't Cody and Kim Broadway tag teaming right now? That's the hey, real okay. Question. See, I would love to see that tag team match. Go right. for that. A hey, quick, quick, all topic thing, real quick. So, my buddy, uh, film critic. He was like, bro, did you uh, get a um? Did 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 you get offered this movie? And I was like, what movie? He said, bro, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you who's in it. He said, Montel Williams and um, Benny Siegel. That, that those are your leads of it. I was like, wait, say less. the talk show host Montel Williams. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah. In in other words, um, <laughs> things could always be worse in the world. I mean, it, it could be. Now, the question is, what barbershop is this premiering in? <laughs> Holla at your cadets. Anyway, let's get to our second topic real quick. The All-Atlantic Championship belt was announced on Dynamite yesterday. Uh, so a promo package came about. AEW proudly presents the All-Atlantic Championship, a new title that represents AEW fans watching around the world over in over 130 countries. Uh, first of all, did did that did did that sell you? Just that statement, <laughs> like well, you're like, okay, oh, wow, so, I need this. So, so my first question was because I didn't see all of Dynamite because after the end of the Battle Royal, I said, no, nah, I'm good. Um, the real question is, they have six flags on the belt. I'm not saying they mm-hmm. should have 130, but I'm saying that of the six flags they have on the belt, two are from North America, two are from Asia, uh, one is one is Australia, and one is the UK. So 130 countries and none of them are in Africa or South America. Ooh. I'm just saying. Now, if we're talking about wrestler, I mean, the uh, um, AEW viewership, they are on the channel called Space in Latin America. Uh, They are on TNT Africa in Western Africa, uh, Kenya, and the Middle East. So we know that these these, uh, relationships exist. Doesn't mean that they're going to do a show in Senegal tomorrow, and it doesn't mean that they're calling up people from um, from Santiago, Chile, either. But if you're mm. trying to do a thing that involves the world and it's called the Atlantic Championship, and two other countries, three other countries are Pacific, 
That's one problem. Um, but if it but if it if it reflects the world, it, it kind of doesn't. So I thought that that was interesting that they decided to not have any representation from markets that are in other parts of the world. Uh, I, I I didn't get that at all. Um, would I have been surprised to see a Nigerian flag on an American belt? Yeah. But I thought that if you're going to do this progressive thing, then why not actually do it instead of put the top? The, like, it, it, so it's not the all Atlantic belt. It's the G7 belt, basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue. Get that almost got shit to say. Uh, listen, guess let's talk about the uh, the, the who's in this. What's going to be a four way uh, match? Um, there's going to be a four way match to crown the All Atlantic Championship at Forbidden Door. Uh, but before then, you got matches of Buddy Matthews versus mm-hmm. Pac, Ethan Page versus Miro. Now, uh, that's one, one thing that you're kind of leaving out. And I think it is important because they do mention it and they make a point of it is that the nationalities of these guys. So yeah. far, there are no Americans in this tournament. Not at all. Um, Buddy, uh, Buddy Matthews is Australian. Australian. Um, mm-hmm. um, Ethan British. Page. He, he faced Pac, who's from England. Um, England Ethan yep. Page is from Canadian. Uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Um, mm-hmm. And he's facing Miro, who's from uh, Plodiv, uh, Bulgaria. Um, there's two more that I'm missing. Pentagon is from Mexico. Yeah, he's from Mexico and, City. And uh, Malachi Black is from... Who is Dutch. Uh, yeah. He's, he's Dutch. Holland. Yeah. And um, then you yeah. have two... And then you have... The other two are coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling, which in this case, it tells me this is going to be obviously somebody Japanese and... Or the, who, two Americans. It's Chase be, Owens. And Juice Robinson. <laughs> any 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 like wait have they announced that for on new japan who who, who will it be? no they wouldn't i haven't heard so. that yeah yeah um that's gonna be interesting i mean first of all y'all like the belt design let's do, how about that i do i, I, I you know what i, I do go ahead jamal oh yeah so, uh, real quick I, I do like the belt design um i, I because I'm a, I'm a geography nerd so seeing these different flags uh seeing this it's basically a world title they are yes. presenting it as a title that literally reflects the AEW world in the 130 countries where you can watch it. Yeah. Except it's not the world title. That's yeah. Big Platinum over there that has no flags on it. And and also, well, how does this is relevant to the TVT title? And I think it's interesting that they kind of mesh the ideologies of both. It is a world title that represents people that watch on TV, but it's neither the world championship or the TNT championship. Yeah. So I just think it's kind of redundant. But do they got a universal title that represents all of space and beyond? Well, why isn't Chris Allen a champion? (laughs) I mean, that's the real question. Yeah, here's seven comebacks. Damien, what you about to say? So I'm going to, about the belt, I'm going to say it's very reminiscent of, for me, the NWA back when they used to make these regal titles back in the 80s Yeah. uh, to document, let's say, a territory. Mm -hmm. So... Here's my biggest, my bigger question is if the world title is, you know, the, the AEW World Heavyweight Championships won. So where do you slot this one in as? Is this the second title or is this the third title? I think it's the third. Does it even matter? I don't even think this belt is even going to be featured on Dynamite off. Which is why I think it's the third. Because, because the TBS title, if we're going with the, the TNT title, is considered what their version of the television title, I guess. All right, first of all, let's just start. Let's just start naming the titles they have: TBS, TNT, uh, FTR. Well, okay. Let's just start w- at the top. Then let's start at the, the top. O- you have yeah. two uh, two world championships, men's yes. and women's. They don't have weight classes, so it's not actually the world heavyweight championship. Yeah. Um. Okay. So it's the world championship and the women's world championship. Yeah. Uh, then you have the TNT and TBS championships for a male and female. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you have on that same plateau, uh, the tag team championships. Uh, they don't have a women's, but they do have a men's. Um, yeah. And then they have another men's championship because why would women get another belt? Uh, you have the women's, um, this new all Atlantic, the Atlantic 10 championship, basically. I've wanted to call it that all day too. Um, so I, I do think it kind of falls because it's so redundant, it falls to the bottom of the list. Um, but 
obviously the matches will make it will give it its prestige. Yeah. Right. Because with the TNT title, you know, people are arguing like just throw that in the trash. You already gave <laughs> one to Brody. Uh so, you know, Sammy and Scorpio have completely devalued the title, and that's bullshit because the champion makes the title relevant. Uh, yeah. the reason why people are still hung up on the winged eagle is because of the people that held the belt. Um yeah. You know, the reason why I my, my personal favorite belt right now is the Pan-Africa Diaspora World Championship. It's a beautiful belt, but the people that, that carry it make it special. So hopefully this belt will fall in the line of prestige as well and be elevated by the people that carry it. So. Or to be an elevation. Uh, so do we. So then. We, so wait. Does this mean, and correct me if, if, if the answer is already out there. Yeah. Does this mean this belt will only be defended by international wrestlers? No. Um, there is an American flag on the belt. Okay. So it's not, you know, that I, I, you know, and again, that's the whole thing. When you say something so specific as it represents our viewers around the world that watch in 130 countries, and then nobody so far in the tournament is American, which is the lion's share of the roster, uh, it kind of makes you wonder what the motive behind the belt is. Is this an intercontinental championship? Well, it's all Atlantic. Well, where the hell is all Atlantic? Uh, is that, how, how is it all Atlantic and it doesn't include Africa and South America, which shares sure. the Atlantic Ocean? I mean, so it's, it's a little questions and answers that I have. Stop making sense. Okay, well, I can't help that. But but the idea is um, we don't know who the New Japan, uh, as of yet, who the New Japan representation is going to be. Um, it's very possible that it could be somebody from Japan uh, or somebody from China because China is represented on the belt as well um, in, in that flag. And, um, you know, it, it would be cool if if it's somebody that I've never heard of before. Yeah. Or it's Sunny Kiss. I don't. I so, really don't know. They can go any way with it. Either way, who, who do you think should win? Just... Uh, without knowing who the New Japan talent is, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, would, that. I mean, yeah. you could you could look at the field now, and do you see any winners there? I mean, Miro. okay, Miro. so Mir- Miro. I mean, obviously, I, 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 I mean, you, you, you eliminate Malachi Black and and Buddy Matthews because you definitely don't want that. Yeah, they're they're busy. So, they got other things. Right, right, and 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 Pac winning. I mean, he at some point I would like to see him have a championship. Yeah, but like um, the real belt though, not not like the um the crutch belt. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it feels like. These are a but, bunch of guys but, with nothing to do, so let's just give them a belt. But yes, right. But but also the the intrigue here is who of the AEW folks would you allow sort of say work in New Japan on oh. a on a no? I mean, like who who's already sort of working independent matches? Who's doing more? You know, some folks like Ethan Page are saying I'm doing this and that's it. You know what I mean? Uh, and Miro, you know, he's he's not really hitting town. He's express work wanting to work a uh, um, New Japan. So it's so the other thing too. This sort of gives you like that ticket to say like, all right, well now you can work New Japan. You may start a little intimate feud here to kind of build a conclusion at some point down the line. So, uh, well, but for me, I think I think it's a no brainer. You give it to the New Japan folks. You you make you make this historic event worth something, and you give them something to take back with you and that still represents you. Well, the question is, who do they beat? Yeah. Oh, Ethan Page. <laughs> Duh. <Da-duh. laughs> well, so I'm looking. Yeah, it's, if it's I don't have Ethan Page versus, so, so Buddy Matthews and Pac, Ethan Page and Miro, Penta and Malachi, and then the two New Japan contingents will face each other. You have to do the every every other match. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, hold on, hold on. Didn't they say that it, the um the winner will be decided in like a four way dance? Yes. Okay. So so so, it's, so, so you so, only so, have to win one match then. No, yes. yes, you have to win one. You have to win two matches to win a championship, but one match. No, no, no. You have to win one. You have to just win your preliminary match, and then this. And you're in the fatal four way, right? So you have to and win two matches to win a championship. So to me, I'm like, all right. Well, Pac beats Buddy Murphy, uh, at Buddy Matthew, um, and Malachi Black beats Pentagon. Penta. So you got the you got the you got the Pack and and Malachi thing going. I think you need Ethan Page to beat Miro because you actually need somebody that you can kind of say, well, we need somebody to lose this match. And you don't want Pac, you don't want Malachi back, you don't want either one of them to take a pin. You don't want Miro to take a pin, especially if you got the New Japan person coming over to win. And you damn sure don't want the New Japan person to take a pin. Well, that's why I think Miro's going over Ethan Page because Ethan Page, and I hate to say this, can take that loss, that pin, and it'd be okay. 
No, Malachi Black to, can take the pin. He has to. He has to win way. in order to get to Forbidden Door. Well, that's what I'm saying. So Miro beating Ethan Page makes more sense than Ethan Page beating Miro to get to the four way. Yeah, because Miro doesn't have to lose the um, match at Forbidden Door. He can just he can now he doesn't have to decide in the finish and still be. I don't. Pen. I don't see Malachi Black taking a, a pin here. House of Black well, between is- the four. Uh, you know, Pentagon Junior, Miro, and and Black, and whoever the Japanese guy is, um, I think that Pentagon would probably be able to take the loss um, more. And obviously, you know, it depends on what the finish is, and depends on who actually comes away with it. But right. that that's also kind of like why these guys, because everybody's well, like on the cusp of being involved in a thing. You've already um, answered why these guys they have the 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 uh, nothing to do for you right right now yeah no no but that's that's what I'm saying like these guys particularly have things to do Miro came back and he's true, he's true, still true. trying to wrestle God um the um uh the Death Triangle are involved in a thing with the House of Black okay cool um Ethan Page well okay whatever um maybe he's the the one guy that should be there so everybody's kind of like low key involved and there are other guys on the bottom end of the upper tier that yeah. maybe gets that push up maybe a yeah. griff garrison maybe pillman maybe you know somebody like that that's like really has nothing to do yeah this um, still gotta be pay-per-view quality but yeah i and mean it, it, and it, it does but at least that at least that will be more, a little bit more clear because you don't want to see any of these guys lose and also the tnt championship is kind of an afterthought because we spend so much time talking about the new shiny toy which yeah. is what Khan wants us to do, but with with I think Miro should be going after the TNT Championship because yeah. Scorpio Shadows shouldn't have it. But so uh, I would have need- loved to. Have, I would have loved to have seen Takashita in this one. I feel like he's someone that should have been put because he's gaining steam, and I feel like the crowd's behind him. I think he would have been a really good addition to this. He, he's if a DDT guy, and he, he can't yeah. have the New Japan show. So yep, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just about to say okay. that. Yeah. I didn't um, know he was DDT. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we I mean, need in America for a year, but yeah, it's not going to happen. We need to hit that commercial, but beyond our commercial here, uh, do y'all want to watch that trailer of that movie I was talking about? Yes. More yes. than anything. Because <laughs> I just feel like, I just feel like improper, just like we, we probably should have better things to do right now. I can't think of anything better but to watch this trailer. So we need to, it's uh, our brand. We have to. Let's watch this shit. Can you all hear it? Yeah. I'm running late. And if this is about George Floyd's killer being in jail, I don't have nothing to say. The guards of color were somehow banned from the floor where Derek Chauvin, who is white, was being held. It's making me angry than hell that they decided to send that Chauvin down here to this jail. Chaos filled Minneapolis streets for a fourth night. Not even 8 o'clock curfew could prevent it. Are you watching this? No. Of course I'm watching it. And I'm going to flip through the channels already. We've never had it. No, because that's really coming through the monitor right there. I probably suffocate. That's There's no way that's a green screen. For eight minutes and 46 seconds. And they can't just put a video on it. Is that Arliss? Robert Wool? <laughs> that is definitely named Robert Wool. <laughs> Man, this cop sure picked a hell of a time to set the world on fire. You might want to tell the warden that now the media has gotten word that none of the black guards, not one, is being allowed to work the block where Chauvin is being helped. Oh, that is impeccable acting. She's 58 years old. This oh, is Montel. Still I won't even turn a bit to work at the facility until this is addressed. Also, Montel right now has Bruce Willis. But the way like, they traumatized. You've seen it. Yeah, I saw it. I knew exactly where I was and what I was is doing. Is that Michael Ely? The first time I ever yeah, saw Yeah, no, that's my man from. Um, man, I'm going to <laughs> What's the matter, Marcus? How many times we got to see that man get killed? See what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Are you still wearing your uniform when you're not going to work today? I believe I was, but I changed my mind. I will never forget where I was when that man, George, got murdered. Hey, it could have been me. Burn this whole city down. Also, this chart is way too long. Way it's too long. It's eight years long. With an ending, you won't see coming. 
Oh, that's the title? I I, I need it. I need it right now. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, let's get to our commercial. We'll be back in a second, folks. Our next partner has a product I use almost daily. AG1 from Athletic Greens is as close to a magic vitamin supplement as you can get and helps somebody like me who's constantly on the go. Maintain my optimal fitness and health levels as much as possible. So what's in this stuff you're going to wonder? 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right and help with all the digestive help you need. AG1 goes where I go. It goes to work with me, to the gym, or even when I'm covering events. Keeps me going when I need a boost because let me tell you, at the rate I go, I don't slow down for anybody, and this is the most helpful thing I can think of to help me get over that hump. Has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And for me, most importantly, supports better sleep and quality recovery because everybody who knows me knows I don't sleep a lot of hours because I'm always working, but it helps in the long run. Trust me on that one. Now, for you all wondering, I know what you're thinking. How much does it cost? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than fueling your cold brew habit or going to Starbucks to get the Mocha Wata Evachino Now's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Take it from me. It's a lot easier. And to make it easier on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Trust me, you'll thank me later. All right. We are back for the second half of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. I do apologize for anybody that... Uh, watch that trailer <laughs> and want to know what we off of right now. It's the greatest uh, thing of all time. It was a, it was a, oh, it was a fantastic recommendation. And wow, <laughs> sixty-five minutes of, of cinema toward the force. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to watch it when it comes out June fourteenth on Amazon. <laughs> oh man, I forgot. Okay, yeah. So let's let's for our second half and, and last topic of the night. Oh shoot! Before we get to that, I forgot. Yeah. Get me all off schedule here. It's time for our indie spotlight. So, yep. uh, Jamal, who, who are we spotlighting today? Uh, so, this week, we're actually going to Philadelphia. Uh, it's called Expo Lucha, and it's the 11th and 12th uh, this weekend. And that's at the 2300 Arena, the uh, ECW Arena down there in South Philly. Uh, that's uh, 2300 Swanson Street. So, the deal is, uh, these are some of the, the talent that are supposed to appear. Uh, you have uh, Psychosis, uh, Dragon Lee is going to be there on the 11th, uh, Lince Dorado, uh, my favorite wrestler of all time, Super Crazy, uh, Laredo Kid, Ultimo Dragon, uh, and so many more are going to be there at the ECW Arena. It is a lucha convention, uh, you know, here in the city, Comic-Con, uh, um, Awesome Con was um, over last weekend, and this is just another wrestling convention, so if you're a big fan of uh, Lucha, if you're a big fan of you know these guys that I named and more, uh, you know, Hoovy's going to be there, the Juice. So Juice. it's going to be you know a very interesting show. Um, it's Expo Lucha, the 11th and 12th of June. That's this weekend. Uh, they have live shows on both days, Saturday and Sunday, because it's the ECW Arena, and why wouldn't they? Uh, Swanson mm-hmm. and Rittner in South Philly, you already know where it is. Uh, if for tickets and more information, it's expolucha.com. Uh, E-X-P-O-L-U-C-H-A dot com. Bring your mask. Bring your appetite because I know the food's going to be on point as it should be for a Lucha show. But yeah, this is you know one of those things that you don't really hear about too often, but I'm very excited about this. And if it were on a different weekend, I'd certainly be there. But um, yeah, that's the uh, indie spotlight for this week. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Damien? 
well, for not for this week, but we want to give a special, special shout out to a friend of the show, uh, one of the owners of Battle Club Pro, uh, Joachim Morales, uh, my friend, one of my best friends in the world. Have a happy, blessed birthday, my friend. You have done so much for the pro wrestling community, uh, including uh, along with Federated, the Fallout Shelter. A shout out to Hokai as well. Uh, but again, my brother, thank you and, and happiest of birthdays. I love you. I'll probably talk to you the minute the show's over. But <laughs> thank you for all your contributions uh, to wrestling, to being inclusive uh, of everyone, regardless of background. I know a lot of people talk about it, but you be about it. Uh, your organization is is one of my favorites. And uh, if you're interested, folks, uh, Sunday, June 19th, welcome to war. Uh, Battle Club Pro. It's going to be uh, at Black Wrestle Fest. Get your tickets now. Uh, eventbrite.com. On the card, I'm looking really quickly, briefly. Uh, Dan Moff versus Shane Taylor. That's going to hurt. Uh, the main event, Big Swole versus Willow Nightingale. Darius Carter versus Gia Scott, just to name a few. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot more uh, uh, matches announced. Uh, ooh, hold on one second. I just want to get one out of my chest that I saw earlier. The main event versus Federated. So if you like tag team wrestling, you don't know about the main event, go check them out, please. They've been on House of Glory. They've been with Battle Club. Uh, it's it's definitely something that yeah, they made it to dark. Of, they did make it to dark. Yeah. And they had a hell of a match with the Sea Stars to win the championships. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. Go check out Sunday, June 19th. Welcome to war. Battle Club Pro. Part of Juneteenth weekend in Brooklyn, New York at Black Wrestle Fest. And again, yo, Kim, happy birthday. I love you, and I'll call you when I'm off this show. Well said. Thank you so much. And I echo everything he said, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to say it as nicely packaged as Damien, so that's how we're going to get that down. We'll talk more about Black Wrestle Fest next week um, in our indie spotlight. Um, so, yeah. But um, let's talk about this whole thing with CM Punk and he's winning the championship and now he's hurt he comes out making an announcement and then there's a press release in terms of how they're going to handle um this injury of cm pumps and the the interesting thing about it there's a couple of interesting things i'm trying to look for the press release and the funny thing is i can't find it in my email because it wasn't sent to everybody oh it was only sent online so it was definitely an emergency uh an emergency um effort to get this out as quick as they could as fast as they could and so on um i i didn't see any other media outlets report of getting the email per se but it was posted on aw's uh uh twitter page and pinned to the top which is why i can't find it now because it's no longer pinned but basically we all know what it is he beat cm punk i mean beat cm punk beat um um adam, uh, page. adam page thank you uh for the championship and then he said he had an announcement to make and speculations was brewing what could it be what will it be is he re- is he retiring because that was also something that was kind of going on too um but no they came up with a solution that all elite wrestling presents the AEW interim world championship eliminators eliminate eliminator series first of all just right there you all feeling this is this the right way to handle this no damien I mean, that, that, that's the short answer now the way it was structured no but i did like the thought process behind it in the first place um i have never really been fans of interim championships ufc does it I think in probably the most sophisticated way possible at times, giving people numerous chance. And obviously they run events over and over, but in wrestling, I'm not really kind of feeling that. Um, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like the whole thing with Deanna Perrazzo and Mercedes Martin, Mercedes Martinez, the abs absolutely made no sense. She didn't couldn't make one show. And so they came up with an interim belt just like just that quick. Um, so yeah, short answer for me is seeing this, I was just like, nah, mm-mm, not feeling it. But hey, when you when when you're when you're homies with the with the with the big homie, the big boss, then 
I feel like special provisions were made, you know, and I and and and, and yes, I, I I clearly I did say Mercedes Martinez got it too, but also because there was no considerations for Deanna Perrazzo, who's not on uh, on 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 the books for them. So this is our this is the easiest transact. They I don't even want to talk about that because it started to get me mad again. They literally did not care about Deanna Perrazzo having the. Well, we knew what that was. Record. Yeah, so like it's not the same thing here, but. In this case, like fine, it is what it is. It's coming up with an Eliminator series. It will feature an exciting battle royal, which will feature many top competitors. AEW will open up the broadcast for AEW Dynamite this Wednesday as of June 8th. In doing so, um, the same night, the winner of the battle royal will meet former AEW champion, number, number one ranked John Moxley, nomination match. In the main event of Dynamite to compete for the interim world championship at Forbidden Door. Gross. Um, and then the winner, uh, <laughs> uh, then New Japan has a person. So you're going to have Goto or Tadahashi versus who won last night, by the way? I thought that match was on the 12th. Yeah, I'm sorry. The 12th. I see. L- last no, no, night no, no, was, no. was us. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Who won, who won for uh, AEW? Yeah. Moxley. Who the hell do you think? Your favorite wrestler? No. Moxley beat uh what's his face? Kyle O'Reilly it, in the final. It doesn't matter. And it's thick. And this is why I turned it off at the end of the uh, battle royals because number one, a lot of those guys in the battle royal, the gun club, the acclaimed, you know, <laughs> could have been in the um uh, uh Atlantic, the Bell Atlantic Championship. And because again, these are guys that kind of need a push, need something to do, and they don't really have a private party. One of those guys could have been in the Battle Atlantic Championship. And the bottom line is, is that you know they have actual world title contenders, um, you know, trying to lift up the um, this third belt that's got to got pushed on everybody. But no, yeah. that's not what they did. They put a lot of filler into the war into the Battle Royal. Okay, fine. It's actually the Casino Battle Royal because they didn't do one for the pay per view when it mattered. Um, cool because the pay per view was nine years long, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but now that we have it, and they're going to face the number one contender of John Moxley. Wait a minute, I thought Wardlow was the number one contender, except he's not for reasons. Okay, fine, they completely BCS the rankings, um, and made some alterations. Moxley's the number one contender, so Moxley, who also works New Japan. Is going to fight for the interim AEW championship at the New Japan show versus a New Japan guy. Oh, yeah, I wonder who's winning the Battle Royal. Well, it doesn't matter because they're going to face Moxley and lose. But to be fair, uh, Will and Yuta, who's had a meteoric rise in AEW, good for him, uh, he made it to the final two of the Battle Royal versus Kyle O'Reilly. And if you haven't watched Dynamite already, then what are you, what are you doing here? You're not watching it. But... Instead of giving us Yuta versus Moxley, which has implications in their in their team, Blackpool Combat mm-hmm. Club, Yuta was just in the Super Juniors tournament, um, and, and all of that, they gave us Kyle O'Reilly, who honestly could be in competition for the Bell Atlantic Championship. He doesn't really have much to do right now. That doesn't mean he's not good. It's just that this isn't – he's not really heavily involved. No, they gave us Kyle versus Moxley. I wonder who's going to win that versus the guy that's on the New Japan payroll to face another New Japan guy. <laughs> at the pay-per-view yeah okay well well then what are we doing here and that's yeah. uh yeah I don't, I don't understand that booking and this isn't like my beef against moxley aside i just don't understand the booking uh you shoehorn him in the number one you put him in the in the a prominent spot if not the main event of the pay-per-view first time ever and then he's already on the payroll for the opposition Right. Well, no shit, he's going to uh, advance to the thing. <laughs> Dave, you got anything to add there? Because, man, I'm... Um... Another little wrinkle that a lot of people may or may not have talked about, I-, I did see it circulating a little bit, was the fact that it came down to Moxley versus Kyle, which are two former WWE guys mm-hmm. in the final uh, of last night's Dynamite. So, to Jamal's point, you could have used someone who's... Because, you know, there's been debate about what homegrown really is. You know, these notable names that weren't in the battle role that could have been used. And you went with a former WWE guy. As much as he's Ring of Honor, he was NXT, too. So let's not forget that. Uh, Wardlow apparently asked out of the battle royal and said he only wants to beat CM Punk and nobody else. 
And that's how they explain that away, which is oh okay. Sure. Okay, sure. Uh I would have I actually would have gone with Yuda uh, with Yuda if I was booking it for myself, but again, to Jamal's yeah. point, Moxie's on both payrolls. So yeah, that's the thing about this forbidden door thing is that you know it's clearly that you have folks that are just trying to protect their booking and there's no compromise at all going on here. This it's very strategic uh contractual movements happening right. as you just quickly mapped out what's happening to Moxley, as we talked about with the ROH thing. And uh, uh, I'm about to call it Bound for Glory for uh, uh, what, what did you attend, uh, Damien? Um, Supercard. Card. Supercard of Honor. As yes. we can clearly look at every match and say, all right, yeah. The, I mean, an easy payday if there was a parlay attached to wrestling. Like, it's, it was a no-brainer. Just like the Mercedes Martinez and uh, who I like to give her prop, the props to Deanna Perrazzo for walking into a war that she knew she was not going to walk out uh, victorious and still being a soldier about it because there's definitely nobody on her side in, in terms of management for that. Like, it was like, a, hey, we need you to go ahead and give us this, you know. Don't worry about it. You'll have a good yeah. time. So, and I feel it's the same thing happening here. I mean, I think New Japan's going to keep their top talent strong. But I think there will be some folks that are on both payrolls that will be doing a lot of the work in here. Uh, but I think it's all going to be contractual movements in terms of booking, not just proper booking for what's the best for the for the for the fans, should I say? So we'll see. We'll talk more about it. Well, um, we yeah. got another week till Forbidden Door. Uh, we'll obviously be having coverage for that as well. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Another. Yeah, another two weeks to talk about it. Yes, yes because correct. the show is the 26th, which is in three yeah. weeks, and we have another two weeks to talk about it. That's correct. That's correct. So uh, we won't dwell on it too much. But yeah, let us, y'all let us know. Y'all feeling this Eliminator series, like, and how how it was handled and how we predict it's going to conclude um, or something else should have been done. And again, I don't think there should have been an interim championship. I think they should have completely crowned somebody from AEW and have that person face somebody from New Japan and just have it for what it is, like, I, and I get it's like, oh, this is a perfect idea to like do something on dynamite and whatnot. But I also think too much of the opening statement that you said earlier in terms of like, well, what does this look like for the folks who are casualty in all of this booking? You know, what does that mean? Like the, the folks who had AEW momentum, but now because they're not actually working New Japan, that means like they're not actually worthy or they're not good enough to hang with them. Like it's uh, all sorts of different. Uh, commentary could be a test of certain people. Like I agree, Yuta would have been an amazing person of saying, like, "Hey, you know, we believe in him. He 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 has all the tools in the toolbox. Got praises from Brown Danielson and 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 Sir Regal. So like, and then we seen him day one, seen him, um, and and legitimately believe that he's one he's one of the best. And yeah. why not? And 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 hell, Gresham has gave him praise. So like this, to to be honest, he should be he, he should have to tag the Golden Boy at a point because like <laughs> I've never heard a bad thing about his style of wrestling, his his, his gimmick, anything. The dude the dude goes out there and gets it done. Unlike Jamal's favorite wrestler, Denhausen. Um, Jamal, you want to talk uh, about some news? Thank God. Um, that's that's who should be at the Forbidden Door. Uh, yes, Denhausen. The Forbidden Danhausen. Oh, dear God. Okay, I mean, this show is going off the rails. Uh, let's see if we can get it back on track. Uh, first thing is, of course, uh, no uh, MJF this week on Dynamite. Um, AEW went up against the, well, everybody went up against the NBA Finals as they want to see if Boston is for real or is it actually the Warriors that are going to do it again. And believe it or not, 939,000 people watched uh, uh, Dynamite last night. And that made them number one on cable. So actually, you know what? Uh, people want to talk about how big of a draw Friedman is. People want to talk about sports competition. Number one show on cable. The NBA Finals were not on cable. So that's probably why they were number one. Um, but they were number eight, I believe, in all the television, including broadcast um, TV as well. Uh, and uh, AEW uh, on Busted Open Radio earlier uh, today, uh, Tony Khan, he said his thoughts on creating the interim title. 
Uh, and he says, and I quote, based on what happens in real fights in the world of fighting, this is what you do. You have a great champion. And if they're <laughs> injured, you name an interim champion to set up an exciting unification fight. We have a great chance to set something up. Well, we don't know when CM Punk is going to be back. So, you know, how long are they going to ride this horse of the interim champion? And also, do you really need an interim champion to set up the, hey, you never beat me. I never lost. I just got injured. Pure wrestling booking for years. I mean, right. So, uh, you know, whatever. If if that's the way you want to do it, um, I think that Khan may want to skip those Dana White booking, uh, uh, fantasy booking conversations. Also, to to, to kind of like explain why they're different, too. When you have an interim champion versus a person that is the number one contender or the real champion, even if the person is unable to fight at the time, there's press conferences, there are weigh-ins, there are many moments of Mike versus Mike that still sells that ultimate fight that gets to some point. I, I it's not the same thing here coming out doing a promo tomorrow. If I wasn't hurt, I would do it. It's it's just not the same philosophy, it's not the same mentality, it doesn't breed the same audience, it just doesn't right. work. It's not it's not the same. Right. And also, there's 400 belts in, in 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 combat sports and boxing, so there's a unification fight every other Thursday. I, I don't, you know, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I can't keep up with the stuff. But the bottom line is, is that obviously it's going to be Punk versus whoever the champion is. Um, you know, further down the road, that match is going to happen anyway. So I don't know where it's suddenly a thing now. Uh, moving on away from AEW, The Miz. He's actually going to be with uh, Deezus. From Jesus and Mero, um, hey. right? Uh, Andre Ethier, who is an actual baseball player, Zach Levi, who plays Shazam, uh, Chloe Kim, who's a snowboarder, uh, she was big in the Olympics, Rob Lowe from like uh, who's on 911 Texas, um, and they're going to be in the Celebrity Boss R Star game, uh, which is going to be out there in the Los Angeles area for the All Star game, which is July 16th. So, uh, we know the Miz. You know, talks a lot. We know that he can do some wrestling things, but um, I want to see him hit a home run or take a line <laughs> drive off the face from Quavo. I don't know which one I want to see more. But um, <laughs> Celebrity All-Star Game is, you know, can be kind of fun. Uh, Paige, you know, we don't really talk about her too often, but I thought it was just kind of cool. Uh, she was an answer in the New York Times crossword puzzle today. So if you did it uh, and you didn't know what the answer to 67 across was, shame on you. You're not a fan. Um, but I thought that's pretty cool. And Paige tweeted out, look, mom, I'm famous for actually being an answer to a New York Times crossword puzzle. The question uh, or the statement was um, one named former wrestler who won twice the WWE Divas Champion. And if you got Paige in five spaces, good on you. And if you actually didn't do the crossword puzzle, well, you know what one answer is. So there's that. Right. Um, hook. He did an interview with GQ, which is odd because he doesn't speak on TV, uh, but he did a whole ass interview. Uh, one of the interesting things that he's you know talking to, they talked about his past and they talked about uh, his, um, uh, you know, athletics, you know, big lacrosse star, went to college for it and all that good stuff. Um, one of the things they talked about was his training and stuff. But the thing that I was interested in was his meal. What does Hook eat? Uh, because you know he's still a young guy, a lot of steak and rice he says. So, mm. I mean that's interesting. But he also does cardio and lifting weights and all of those things too. So if you think that you're just going to go to Chipotle and load up and be hooked tomorrow, uh, <laughs> you also got to burn that fat off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's on GQ's website. It's an interesting story um, with Hook, who doesn't you know give interviews. Last thing, real quick, uh, Ric Flair's last match. July 29th, 9 p.m. Yes. Cool. Uh, If you would like to, uh, they're doing a whole weekend for it, as they should, because uh, Conrad is going to make the money off of it. Uh, You have Star Class, which includes the roast of Ric Flair. Um, You have the last match show itself. Um, And then they have the bundles. Uh, The roast of Ric Flair is by itself. Star Cast is by itself. The last match is by itself. Now, if you want to get all three, how much do you think it costs? Two thousand to watch the show. Oh, to watch the first time I being here. Yeah, this is the bundle. No, this is the bundle on fight. Oh yeah, three fifty. Oh. Okay, so it's actually a hundred bucks. 
If okay. you want to get the yeah, if you want to get the uh, starcast, the roast, and the match, it's a hundred bucks. If you want to take it a step further, they're going <laughs> to cut up the canvas and frame it for you, and you can get everything that I mentioned, including a piece of the canvas for two hundred dollars. So save your fight credits now, and uh, if you order it now, you get forty uh, credits on the fight app. So sure, that's what two hundred dollars gets you. Uh, yeah. But that is interesting. And, I, and I, honestly, it would be interesting to see how many other people can get away with it charging 200 bucks for um, the show, which includes a, a special commemorative keepsake. Yes. But I, I think that, that they really could be onto something if uh, independent promotions get into these specialty packages where, hey, if you want a piece of light tube from a Matt Tremont match, that's what I'm God. <laughs> let's, let's listen. Let me tell you, let me tell you, this ain't new. They this used to be directed towards sponsors sponsors. Now oh. they just like like let's let's flip it the other way and just generally turn it towards fans. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. They, 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 money's money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for two hundred dollars, that's what it gets you. But honestly, you can probably fly to Nashville and watch the show yourself for a lot less. Uh, <laughs> some scissors. You know, if, if you feel frisky enough, you can go get yourself some a bit of that ring too. Yeah, uh, but that's the news for this week. Then that means it's time for us to roll out here at the Pico Belt Wrestling Podcast live each and every Thursday, eight p.m. live on Twitch, live on Twitter. Um, yeah, as always, folks, tune in live, and if not, then you can catch us the following day on all po- audio podcast platforms. But until next week, folks, y'all be safe. See you then. Thank you for tuning in.